Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Um, it's, it's my cousin LV. If you don't know who he is, go follow him. Go find out on Instagram. If you're trying to influence the world, he is the person that is groomed to change the next generation of female influencers. So go find out who he is, your boy LV, go connect to him. That is my cousin from the North. Um, and I'm just excited about what God is doing in his life. Um, and I'm just excited. I wanna talk to you, we are gonna do some collaborations, um, but he is going to change. So if you need somebody else to help you make impact, he is definitely the person to connect to. And he does not have motives. His motive and intent is for God to get the glory out of his life and for God to uh, make impact. And um, he really feels a strong pull to making women successful. So thank you for that. Thank you for pouring into us. Thank you for believing in our dreams. Thank you for um, your obedience. Thank you for pushing. Um, thank you for next level mindset. I appreciate you. Um, and I'm just grateful for who you are to the body of Christ. Influencers, change agents like you are going to make a difference in this world and we're going to do kingdom. We're not going to do a worldly vision. We're going to do kingdom. My God, I thank you. My God, God is connecting and creating kingdom mindset. We just got love you more. We just got to find that person. So if you, you need to connect, he and I are going to collaborate and do some things. Y'all know how I am. Y'all know I push purpose. So I'm going to connect with him. So make sure you get connected with him and follow him. Your boy LV and he's my boy LV. Well, good morning. Um, I was saying something about, um, uh, Torin Wells song known. I love this song. And one of the things that I love in this song is that he is so big on saying it's not one or the other. And for some reason we feel like if we choose God, we're going to lack something. How stupid is the devil to have us believe that? Like how stupid is the devil to have us believe that if we choose God, we're going to lack something when in fact, if we choose God, we're going to have absolutely everything we need like everything we need you're gonna have everything you need when you choose God you're gonna have everything you need when you make a decision to follow God with all your heart you're gonna have everything you need when you choose to put God first but the devil is so stupid in making us think that like with God it's like one or the other well if I choose God then I ain't gonna have fun well if I choose God I'm gonna get persecution well if I choose no if you choose God, you're going to walk. And I'm going to back this up in scripture. I'm over you thinking. I'm over you thinking anything less than what God called you to be. I'm over the, you, you thinking um, anything other than what's true to kingdom. This world has lied to us for so long. So then when we get in pursuit of God and the pressure gets on, we back down because the enemy has made us think if we choose God, then then we're going to lack something or that it's one or another or that God can't love us this complete and whole. And the word has told us time and time again, this is how much I love you. This is how much I pursue you. This is how interested I am and you becoming complete and you becoming whole. I wrote out your books. I created you. I factored you. I, you came, I blew breath into your mother's womb. Who knows you better than me? Who knows you better? Like who knows you better 
understand me, right? What's the point of believing if I don't receive all the benefits of knowing God and of God knowing me? My God. And so the enemy keeps us in this perpetual cycle of doubt, this per- which, which, oh my God, which also leads to a perpetual cycle of lack which also leads to a perpetual cycle of fear, which also leads to a perpetual cycle of worry, which also then, can I tell you something? When you doubt, when you fear, when you worry, when you full of worry, when you anxious, then it leads you into a perpetual cycle of discontentment. And then once you're in a perpetual cycle of discontentment, then you're going to start murmuring and complaining. It's, it's, it's strategic. Then you're going to start murmuring and complaining against God. You're going to start murmuring and complaining against kingdom when really all that's been happening now. And when really all that's been going on is God is trying to prove prune you so that you can reveal much fruit so that you can reveal much fruit. He is trying to prune you. I'm just trying. I'm not trying to take nothing away from you. I'm not trying to cause your life to fail. I'm not trying to cause your business, cause your business to fail. I'm only trying to prune you so that you don't bear, so you can bear more fruit. No, Brittany, it doesn't take long. It only takes a second. And because most of us won't capture our thoughts, I need y'all to see something that's happening right now. And, and, and I'm, I'm over, I'm over, I'm over people saying this is God trying to get our attention. God does not have to cause calamity to get our attention. And as a matter of fact, if you go read Noah, there are some things that God said he would never do. He said he's not. He is here and Jesus was sent so that we could come into the fullness of ourselves. Now, we don't went from a plague. <laughs> we in this pandemic in this plague. And now we're dealing with hurricanes. In between hurricanes, we've had strife. If y'all don't think it's strategic, if y'all, can I tell y'all something? If y'all don't think it's strategic that they are killing African-American men on camera, right? To push and invoke a certain emotional response. I'm sorry. It's strategic. It's the enemy. He don't want no peace in this country. He don't want no peace in your life and fires. He don't, he doesn't want you to keep your mind set on God. He wants you to get pulled into an emotional cycle and circle without seeking the face of God. And you know, for a fact that besides what's been happening on the external world, then he's been coming for your personal life. He's been coming for your marriage. He's been coming for your children. He's been coming for your finances. The strategy is so that you get your eyes off the one who provides for you. That is why when we quote in first Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people will humble themselves and pray, it is, we do not walk in humility when we try to fix circumstances and situations on our own. That is not humility. That is that is self-care. That is self-promotion. Come on. And so we, every time a cycle or a thing, something else come in, we put our focus and attention on that instead of humbling ourselves and praying and standing steadfast. Me too, Meredith. But you got to make a decision. I'm not going to be distracted by what's going on around me when I know what God has already told me. For those of us that have been on this devotional since October, God gave us a word, a prophetic word about how we should handle ourselves. He told us to build an altar. He told us to stay in the secret place. 
He told us to be like-minded. He told us, he told us to stay right there. And he's been teaching us how to pray. He's been teaching us how to renew our mind. He's been giving us the power and authority in Jesus Christ. You have all the authority. You don't need the power. See, we've been trying to walk in the power. We've been trying to do stuff in our own strength. You don't need the power. You got the authority. You got the authority. So when he starts coming for your finances, when he starts coming, can I, can I share something with you? And then I'm going to pray and I'm going to get right into the word. Can, do you know seed has a sound? Do you know seed has a sound? God has been telling me that. Your seed, Lakeisha, every time you sow, and I, your, every time you sow, your seed has a sound. Your seed releases a sound in this earth. That's why I am so emphatic in my own personal life. Now, what you do, I'm going to encourage you. But in my own personal life, that is why I am emphatic to sow. That's why when he starts pressing on me to sow, I sow because I know seed has a talent. And I'm not just talking about your money. I'm talking about your time. I'm talking Talking about your love and whatever you sow is going to produce after its own kind. Your seed has a sound. So whatever you hold on to ain't making no sound. I can't run. I can't throw nothing. Right. Whatever you hold on to, whatever you stuff, whatever you preserve for yourself. Right. Whatever you keep to yourself, whatever you begrudgingly don't give has does not release a sound it does not do it does not do anything my seat yes your seed has a sound so when we plant right it releases something in the atmosphere atmosphere because he said that he said he said that he said every seed is going to reproduce after its own sound time hebrews 1 and 14 the angels are excel to go so when seed is planted the angels hear and then when you put some word on it, when you sow in time, when you sow in love, when you being diligent, right? When you obeying God, your seed has a sound associated with it. And it releases something in the atmosphere that says you are aligned with kingdom. So when God starts talking to you about volunteering and when God starts talking to you, can I tell you something? I, I, I just need to say this. I know that probably the majority of our churches and ministries right now are online, but that does not mean your pastor doesn't need you. That does not mean your church doesn't need you. How many of us have paused to ask, how can we help in this season? That's a sound release. That's called unity. When we get in agreement and harmony and we work in and we serve in kingdom, we're not supposed to be serving ourselves. We're supposed to be serving kingdom. When we get in unity and we work in and we sow in into the kingdom, guess what's going to happen? It's going to release a sound that says that's a unified front. Oh my God, kingdom is being released somewhere but most of us are continuing our own process and in our own way because we distracted by everything that's going on around us right I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you this let me pray father God I thank you I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for everybody connected to this devotional this morning. I thank you for the fire of the Holy Spirit raining down on us. Father God, I thank you for peace. I thank you for sweet sweet sleep, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that we do not marginalize you. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord God. Our seed has a sound, my God. God, I thank you for divine revelation and impartation that will manifest in our life, Lord God, so that we can go and change the world, Lord God, so that we can go and make a difference. You did not create us for ourselves. You did not create us to be selfish. You did not create us, Father God, to be um, complacent. That is not how you designed us. 
My God, you said you would give seed to the sower, Lord God. You said you would put gifts and talents in our hands so that we could go make impact for you, Lord God. My God, whatever we're sitting on, my God, whatever we've been holding on, whatever we've been um, hindered, hindered by, Lord God, that has kept us in a selfish state, Father God, please forgive us, Lord God. My God, let us not bury our talents. Let us not bury our seed. My God, let us not get into selfishness. Let us not get into weariness. Let us not get into worry. Let us not get into strife. We bind this spirit of strife. We cast out the spirit of strife. We drive it back to the pits of hell from which it came. Do you know that the enemy been trying to pull you in strife? Like, do you know that's why that's why everybody get on your do you know that it's been his design because he knows where there's strife. There's no agreement. That's why he's been trying to have your your marriage in a fight. That's why he's been trying to um, have you in a position, a situation where you mad at your kids or you falling out with your friends. You can let people go and not fall out with them. That's a word right there. You can walk away from situations and not fall out. You can detach from situations and not fall out. You can let, he's been looking, he's been stirring up dissension. He's been stirring up. He wants you to get in political arguments. He wants you to be pulled into the mayhem of what's going around. That is his strategy. That has been his tactic. He wants you in fear. He wants you to not walk in purpose. He wants you to not walk into the fullness of who he called you to be. He wants you paralyzed right in fear so that you won't believe God for more, right? Fear is, I taught a devotion. I teach a devotional at 12 noon on Saturdays to kids. This past Saturday, we were talking about fear. It's false expectations, right? It's false expectations appearing to be real. It's false expectations appearing to be real. False expectations appearing to be real. That's exactly what it is. False expectations appearing to be real. And so you'll be pulled into strife and you'll be pulled into all of these different things, arguing all of these monsters. That's all he wants you to do. And we know Galatians 5 and 22 said, reminds us anytime we are walking in anything in the flesh, there's death to it. So if I get you pulled out of your spirit, if I get you pulled out of your authority, if I get you, get you pulled into a mindset in which you contentious, in which you um, lewd, in which you crude, in which you bashing, in which you're argumenting, right? Argumentative, then you're not walking according to the spirit. You're walking according to the flesh and everything that's produced by the flesh dies. <laughs> So I, so I hear the Lord saying today, don't, I, I can't, I had to pause right there. Everything walking according to the flesh dies. Everything, everything walking to, according to the flesh. But I need you to understand also, that's a seed that has a sound. That's a seed that has a sound. So when I plant, when I plant contentions, when I plant lewdness, when I plant crudeness, when I plant sarcasm, when I plant signs, can I tell you something? Your adversary, the enemy, is like a roaring lion seeking whom he 
can devour. So when I plant that seed, that seed has a sound as well. We drive out every force of darkness right now in the name of Jesus that has had us entangled, mixed up, confused, and walking in our flesh. We close the doors to you. You no longer have authority in our life. We cancel the assignment against our mind. We cancel the assignment against our families. We cancel the assignment in the name of Jesus. My God, that plants and has a sound. So when you plant strife, you plant dissension, you plant crudeness, you plant sarcasm, you plant lewdness, there's a sound associated with that. And when that sound is released into the atmosphere, then your adversary who's walking around listening for that sound, you need to, that your, he's listening, he's listening for negativity to be planted. He's listening for fear to be planted. He's listening for worry to be planted. He's listening for strife to be planted. He's listening for doubt to be planted. He's roaring, he's looking, because the minute that you plant that seed, because that seed has a sound as well, the minute you plant those things, then he's going to attack and use it against you. The word of God tells us there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus, but he knows without a doubt that when that seed is planted, then he can push condemnation your way. It's strategic. It's strategic. It's strategic. So every time I mumble and complain, even though the word of God told me do everything without murmuring and complaining, Lakeisha, do everything without murmuring and complaining, Cheryl, do everything without murmuring and complaining, Jamaica, do everything without murmuring and complaining, Shamika. There's a sound release every time we plant. He's looking for it. And every time you do it, he's going to strike and he's going to strike fast. And he's coming for your harvest and he's coming for your family and he's coming. Yes, he's trying to, he wants, that's what he wants. And he's coming for your kids and he's coming for your government. How can you be effective in a government which you complain against? The righteous are supposed to prevail and rise up and form prayer parties and make change and put righteous legislation and leaders in the government. How can you, how can your marriage ever get restored when you complain again against it? How can your marriage ever change when you complain about it? How, when you sow seeds that have had a sound. So when the enemy sees and hears this, then he's going to take this and let the seeds have roots and roots grow deep. <laughs> and when roots grow deep, right? Then things are planted into relationships that keep us from walking into the fullness of who we were supposed to be in Christ Jesus, because we're acting like we don't have authority. The Lord gave us the authority and showed us yesterday on how we are supposed to pray. He's telling us today, we have to cast down wicked imaginations and I'm going to prove and back that up in the word. We've got to take, take anything that exalts itself. See, we didn't understand that a wicked imagination is anything that's not, that does not, that it, that exalts itself against the word of God. So if it's exalting itself against the word of God, if it's murmuring, if it's complaining, if it's negative, if it's haughty, if it's prideful, things that the Lord hates, go over to Proverbs six. These are the things that the Lord hates. If it's feet that want run quick, swiftly into evil. Those are the things that the Lord hates. If he has, if, if it's those things that we're planting, that seed is giving sound and it's giving way to the enemy. 
And when we're not taking captive our thoughts, when we're not casting wicked imaginations down, when we keep walking around like we ain't got no authority, when he already said, do not be conformed to the things of this world, Romans 12 and 2, but renew your mind daily, right? Study yourself to show, study to show yourself approved. So a workman, right? So that you, so that you can be proved worthy of your wages. So something so something besides strife, so something besides contentions, so something besides negative. Y'all see, it has a sound. <laughs> My God, that's so powerful. So when we bury our seed, I hear you this morning, Lord. When we bury our seed, when we bury our gifts, God can get the glory out of it. Let me give you a little bit of the parable of the talents. It says, for it will be like a man going on a journey. He was talking to them about kingdom who called his servants and entrusted them to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to one another, to another one, to each according to his own ability. Can you say I've been given, given seed according to my own ability? Do you know God's going to put in your hand what you have for what you have the measure of faith for? Do you know that God's going to put in your hands what you have the measure of faith for? Do you know that what you what you've exercised in an integrity and character? That's the seed. What you've shown him you're going to be faithful for. That's the seed where you've shown him you're going to continue to show up. That's the seed. Every seed has a sound. My God. Every seed has a, according to your own ability. Then he went away. He who received the five talents went at once. My God <laughs> went at once. How much are we holding on to? Well, let me, let me see what the Lord say. How, let me see if the Lord tells me to be involved at church. Let me see if the, the Lord said to give to the poor. Right? Well, the scripture already tells us to give to the poor. The scripture already told us to give to the widows. The scripture already told us to plant our gifts in the earth. Well, let me, let me see when the Lord, the Lord has already told us a lot of this stuff in the word. We just won't read the word and trust the word. My God. So he says, he said, he who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them and he made five talents more. My God, he doubled up. Our apostle released a word last night about the double, double your salary, double your life. He's been talking double for a long time. So he doubled up when he planted. Can I tell you something? If he doubled, if double is the least in the kingdom, right? If I give my time to the church, if I give my time to someone else, if I commit and sow into someone else, see, there is power in a seed. My God. So when I do this, he said he gave five more. He doubled up. He doubled up. Only a, an a enemy will make you think in lack. Only an enemy will make you think that when you don't give your time, when you don't pour into something, when you don't use what God gives you, that is going to fail. How foolish is the enemy? That's what he does. He makes you think that what you're doing for God is not working or not going to work. He said, so also he said, so also he who had the two talents made two talents more, but he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. 
<laughs> came and said, and he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more saying, master, you delivered to me five talents here. I've, and I'm reading out the message here. I've made five talents more. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. This is how can I show y'all this? Can I show y'all this? I didn't even know we were going in this direction. This is how powerful this is. First of all, what he was given didn't belong to him anyway. <laughs> We've taken too much possession of what doesn't belong to us anyway. What, what he was given didn't belong to him anyway, right? The master gave it to him. And just because of his faithfulness, just because of his integrity, just because of his in character, just for, just because of his obedience, obedience locks something with God. It was not his to begin with. God, the, the master gave him something. And because he was faithful to it, he said, you've been faithful over little. Come on, Lord. I hear you this morning. I'm going to set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Enter into the joy of your master because you've been faithful with what I gave you. He also had two talents came forth saying, master, you delivered me to two talents. Here I made two talents. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. When you are faithful to God, you enter into the joy of your master. You become pleasing and acceptable in his sight. My God, when you are faithful to God, when you obey God, when you trust God, when you ain't got nothing but time and you sowing your time, my God, I love this. He says, and so this is the last man. He said, you've been faithful. He said, he also who had received the one talent came forward saying, master, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you did not sow gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful, lazy servant you knew that i reap where i have not sown or gather where i scattered no seed then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers and at my coming i would have received what was my own interest so take the talent from him and give it to the one who has now 10 talents for to everyone who has will more be given and he will have an abundance from the one who has not even that what that what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servants into the outer darkness in the place where there will be gnashing of teeth. Y'all, we got to be faithful. We got to be intentional. We got to be dedicated. We cannot, we cannot be moved and paralyzed by what we see having, happening right now. We are not supposed to be in our homes clamored and immobile and not doing kingdom. My God, we should be having prayer parties outside. We should be having prayer vigils. We should be having steadfast conversations about how we're going to change the world through kingdom. We should not be moved by the signs of the time. We should not be moved by a storm. We should take authority over the storm. My God, we should drive out every force of darkness, every period of hell, because that's the authority that's been given us in Christ Jesus. But here's what we're going to have to do. Here's part of the problem. We've been entertaining wicked imaginations for way too long. I have so much to share. We've been learning. Why do we not think prayer is not enough? We've been entertaining wicked imaginations for way too long. My God, we've been, we've been, we've been, we've been every, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. 
bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's what second Corinthians 10, 10 and five says us, but we've been spending so much time entertaining the imaginations. What have you entertained this week? That was not like God. What have you entertained this week? That is not like God. What, if, what, what conversations have you gone into this week that are not like God? What seeds have you sown in words that are not like God? How much time have you spent complaining about what didn't you have? How much time have you spent, spent complaining about your house? How much time have you spent? If the, if you, how much time have you been speaking things that are not like God? <laughs> How much time, where have your eyes been? Where your eyes been this week? Because at the moment that you've been doing that, at the moment that you've been focused on your lack, when do you know when you focus on lack, you say that God, you plant a seed that God is not enough. Do you know that when you focus on lack, you plant a seed that God is not enough. When you start sit, your seed has a sound. God just keeps putting that in my spirit. There's a sound to everything we play. What have you been, what have you been thinking on that's contrary to kingdom? What circumstance are you focused on? Where is your mind and thought process where your children are concerned? How many times, how much more are you going to entertain wicked imaginations? Because here's what happened when you entertain wicked imaginations. The assignment is that you get your focus off God. <laughs> so every time something happens, it's not that we don't respond. We respond in prayer. <laughs> you don't have the power, baby. You just got the authority. You don't, you don't have the power. You're the power. You don't have the power. You don't, you don't, I need to say this. You don't have the power. Many of you thought you operated in the power. You don't have the power. You just have the authority. When they walked according to the talents, when they were sowing, he invested authority in them. They didn't have the power. He get, he, the, he had the power, right? And he came back and demonstrated that Holy spirit. Thank you. Because he multiplied and increased them. The one that can multiply and increase is the one with the power. See, that, that's what I'm just saying. The, the world system has us set up to make us think we have the power. We don't have the power. You just walk in authority in Christ Jesus. Anytime we exert that we have the power, we are walking in our own stint. And that is not the glory of God. I don't care how anointed you are. I don't care how appointed you are. I don't care how well I teach. I only, I don't care how well I teach. I only have the authority. I do not have the power. And when I try to walk in anything, right? When I tried to act in anything, other than what's given to me by the authority of Jesus Christ, I'll keep exerting my own strength and I'll find myself worn out. So this week, as God is speaking to us about our prayer life, he's saying to us, cast down. You're going to have to deal with these imaginations. You've let them go on for too long. How much more time have you envisioned your, your purpose? How much time have you spent envisioning what God has said to you? What are you planting in the, in, and embedding in your mind? My God. So second Corinthians 10 and five, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity, every thought into the obedience of Christ. Here's what happens when I cast down, right? So when you look at the word cast down, it says to lower someone's spirits. 
Well, when we cast down wicked imaginations, we're telling the enemy he has no authority. We're telling, we're telling the enemy he has no authority. That's what we're doing. We're lowering his expectations. We're, we're taking away from him his power that he really doesn't have anyway. Right? When we casting down, when we got, we're going over to first Peter five and seven, right? And it says, likewise, it tells them to submit, right? It says God is opposed to the proud, right? He's opposed to those that think they can handle things in their own, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, set aside self-righteous pride so that he may exalt you to a place of honor, right? God's going to exalt you. That's what we saw happening to the parable of the talents because they soaked, because they did, because they managed, because they walked in what God said. This is the next part, casting all your cares. Right. When we cast, if I cast down, if I cast all my cares, I'm placing all my anxieties, all my worries, all my concerns once and for all. Once and for all. That's what I'm doing for. He cares for you with deepest affections and watches over you carefully. Somebody say that this morning. God watches over me carefully. God, stop walking. We got to stop walking around like God don't watch over us carefully. Go back to the last thing that he bailed you out of. God, watch it. So he says, be sober, well-balanced and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times that any of me of yours, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. But resist him. Be firm in your faith against his attacks. Rooted, established, immovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. You are not suffering alone. And after you've suffered for a little while, somebody say a little while. Somebody say a little while after you suffer for a little while. My God. And I think like, like, remember we saw Sarah the other day. I think one of the reasons that our little wiles are taken into long wiles is because seed has a sound. And because we've been planting things that have been interfering with what God is trying to do in our life. I, I believe that he says to in his own eternal glory in Christ will himself complete, complete, confirm, strengthen and establish you and make you what you ought to be. It's only going to be for a little while. And can I tell you something? Can I give you the word on this? And I'm going to bring it to you so you understand it. This is what the word says. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he going to flee. But we don't submit to God. <laughs> we try to resist the devil. Do you know how you resist the devil? By submitting to God. <laughs> It ain't come by submitting our thoughts to God, by submitting our jobs to God. It says submit. That's what it says. It says submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. Right. Submission is a seed. It has a sound. It's obedience. When I submit to God and I resist the devil, it flees. <laughs> Submission. That's what James four and seven. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he's going to flee. Right. It actually, if you back that up, it says draw near to God and God will draw near to you. He's or if you go forward, he's going to give you more grace. He opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Right. So if I'm not prideful, then I submit every circumstance. I said every situation to God. And as soon as I submit to God, I'm resisting. I'm going to resist the devil. When you submit to God, you don't have no choice but to resist the devil. 
When you submit to God, you're what you I'm just telling you, you're going to do, you don't have any choice. And then guess what's going to happen when the devil is, when the devil is still bothering you, something ain't in God's protection. Something, something after a while, God is going to, God is going to back hell up. God is going to back hell up. He who dwelleth in the secret. I take the word literal. He who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the almighty. My God, I'm in the shadow of the almighty. And I remind hell that every time hell tries to show up, you cannot be here. You cannot exist here. You are not, you are not, you are, you cannot dwell here. You cannot, you cannot be here. You do not get to live here. You do not get to hear here. The next part of the service says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart. You double-minded. You double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and weep. Turn your laughter to mourning and your joy to, gl to, to gloom, right? Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you in due time. That's just the word this morning. That's just the word this morning. My God, what a word. So we got to plant differently. We got to cast down every imagination. <laughs> wow. Wow. We got to pause long enough to hear what, see, what God is saying. We cannot be moved by what we see. <laughs> we cannot be moved by what we see. When God has already told us he's going to complete this thing. That's it. I'm going to give you more tomorrow. I'm going to give you as much as the Holy Spirit allows. I'm going to give you much as much as the Holy Spirit is like allows. I'm going to give you all of that tomorrow because I don't want you lacking nothing. You are built up in Christ Jesus and you don't need to be built. Don't let the enemy make you pull away from what's feeding you. Don't don't let him don't let him let you walk according to this flesh. Don't let him make you think that the word that this word ain't working. Don't let him make you think kingdom ain't working in this season. Don't be driven by what you see. Don't let him be putting everything in the flesh. That's a seed that has a sound. <laughs> that seed has a sound. Everything in the flesh got a sound associated with it. It's going to reap after its own kind. You better you got to get that in your mind. Every time it's going to reap after its own kind. Every it has a sound associated. It's going to bring turmoil with it. As a matter of fact, Matthew tells us by every word, you're going to be acquitted by every word. You'll be condemned. And this season, I there's I would not release nothing out my mouth that I don't want to see. Father God, in the name of Jesus, help us put a guard over our mouths. I would not. I would cast. I'm going to have to deal with wicked imaginations. I'm going to have to deal with anything that's negative. I'm going to have to deal with anything that doesn't look like God. I'm going to have to deal with anything that doesn't talk like God. See, God don't see problems. He sees solutions. If you got a problem, God got a solution. I'm not going to try to do anything in my own strength. I'm not getting ready to be possessive over what doesn't belong to me anyway. And I'm going to sow where I don't, I'm going to sow where I don't plan. I'm, I'm just saying that's got to be our mindset. My, I'm, and I'm going to submit. If I got a problem, I'm getting ready to submit this problem to God. If I got a situation, I'm getting ready to submit this to God. If something's going on in my marriage, I'm about to submit this to God. Because as soon as I submit this to God, that's what's going to let me resist the devil. And then he's going to go. He's going to go. I'm going to submit my anxiety to God. I'm going to submit my worry to God. I'm going to submit my fear to God. I'm going to submit my lack to God because my seed has a sound. And then I'm going to get, I'm going to, there's a scripture that says occupy till they come. I'm going to get busy, not for myself, 
See, when I hold my gifts and talents to myself, when I won't serve kingdom, when I won't sow kingdom, when I hold to myself, I'm going to get the, I'm, see, I'm going to get exactly what the man got. It's going to be buried and it's not going to multiply. Well, I, I mean, I, this is my season for me to be about mine. Well, be about yours. And it's going to reap exactly what to the limitation and capacity of you. That's how you reap. When you be about yours, when you just selfish and self-centered and in yourself and this, that, and you just in your own bed, you wrapped up and you're not planting seed as a sound. Then what's going to happen is you're going to reap according only to the capacity of yourself. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to reap to the capacity of myself. I, I don't want to reap. God got the power. I only have the authority. So let me get revelation in your word of what it means to means. If every seed, let me get revelation in your word, what it means. That's it. Okay. I hear you. Holy spirit. I got some more. I'll share tomorrow. I love y'all. <laughs> if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and say, I don't, I don't want to be limited. That man was limited. <laughs> and so he didn't receive the increase, right? I don't want to be limited because I'm selfish and holding and not moving according to what God said. I got more for us tomorrow. Prayer works. Prayer works. We're going to start positioning our minds on things above. We're not getting ready to be limited. We're not going to be. We not. We're not. I'm not. My God, there's kingdom in you. My God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for impartation into their spirits right now. I thank you that they are receiving this word and it is taking off like wildfire in their lives. I thank you, Lord God, that they are not moved by their seat, what they see, and that they become champions for Christ. I thank you, Lord God, that they won't be selfish or self-centered, Lord God, that they will do kingdom, Lord God. My God, that it's not just about them, themselves. And Father God, I thank you that they're not going to tell you what they're going to give you, Lord God, but they're going to give according to your word, Lord God. They're going to operate according to your power, Lord God. They're going to walk in authority that you've been giving us in Christ Jesus. Let us get a resolve in your word. If you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, man, can I hear tell you what I hear in my spirit? Get it, get in position. Ask the Lord, how do I serve? Get in position. Ask the Lord, how do I stay connected? Get in position. Get involved. Stop skipping Bible study. Stop skipping church services. Build yourself in the word so that you can start casting down every imagination. It's going to take a push in the spirit for you to produce something major in your flesh. Now, if you don't know Jesus, my, I, that was a word right there. That was, that was a word. It's going to take a push in the spirit. It's going to take some sowing in your spirit so that you don't reap according to your flesh. Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned against you and I'm sorry for my sins. Jesus, thank you for forgiving me for my sins. I need you to be Lord and Savior in my life. That's all you got to pray. Invite him in and then ask, ask the Holy Spirit to help you out. At, my God, go ask your pastors. How do I serve? How do I help you in this season? My God, I promise if we'll start focusing on kingdom, God will do the rest. He's looking for a unified front. He's looking for a unified front. Well, I love y'all more than anything. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. You just got to come up a level. You just got to come up. We just got to come up. We got to cat coming up a level means I deal with the thoughts in my head that do not line up with the word of God. Those thoughts are not from 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 God. Right. Hey, don't forget about feed the streets, September the 5th. 
We're going to be out serving our brothers and sisters that live in the streets. Be, get, get connected. Find out how you can sew. Find out how you can be involved. You can send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. But this is not the time to shrink back. This isn't the time to be worried about a hurricane. Take authority over the hurricane. If you live in those regions, stand up for your regions. In the name of Jesus, I bind every principality, every stronghold, every dark thing that's been advancing against kingdom. We cast you back to the pits of hell from which you came. You cannot exist here. Rise up woman of God, rise up man of God and take your position and live by faith. <laughs> the just live by faith and not by sight. That that say not by sight. Let me do one last thing. My God, would you consider becoming a partner with us? Would you consider becoming a partner with this ministry? <laughs> right? Go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. If God is saying, I want you to partner with this ministry, I want you to sow, I want you to give into this ministry, just obey God. Just go do it. You can find out all of what we do on the ministry. You can also give via Cash App, dollar sign LMJ Ministry. I love y'all so much. More than anything, God loves you. Obey God. It's your only, your only job is to obey God, to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Back in the morning, 5 a.m. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.